Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, this is the Oscars 2021 preview and prediction show. Better late than never. We're going to rush this right out the door and get it posted as soon as we finish recording. So Trish, my question of the day, of course, is Oscar related. The nominees in the acting categories and the directing category get Oscar swag bags valued at some say about $200,000 or so wow. this year. There's things like a trip to Fiji, a, uh, a trip to uh, uh, Turks and Caicos is in there, all kinds of swag, luxury items, donations as well, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Pizza, hot sauce, bakery goods, a dinner for two at the Gastro Garage inside the W Hotel Trish. What do you want in your Oscar swag bag? What's the one item you say, oh, this is cool. I, I, I want this. This is great swag. You know what? I just, I'm going to say it's something I just bought for myself, but it would have been nice to have received it as a gift. I just bought the, if I can get this right, the Samsung Galaxy S6. And I think there's an S7, but I bought the six and you can actually write, it's a tablet. Okay. It does other things, but I bought it because I want to be able to take notes and handwriting and have it work well. And I've tried other things. I've tried other brands. I won't mention they never quite work. So that would be something if, if someone were to give me a swag bag, nice. having some sort of electronic tools to make working easier would be perfect for my swag bag. What about you? I would say something different. I, I would say like a, like a special private dinner at like with the chef at like one of those restaurants you can't get into, or maybe like a celebrity chef that you always admired, or maybe like just a spec, like if you go down to Franklin barbecue in Austin, you have to wait for four hours and you'll be lucky to get like one piece of brisket before they run out. Like maybe like my own catered dinner okay. for like a small group uh by aaron franklin that would probably be something something like that oh, i think wow. would be awesome because it'd be kind of pretty impossible big. to make happen otherwise yeah you're dreaming big you're dreaming bigger than i am so hey, i'm oh, an oscar great. nominee trish I, I need the swag so i know see i'm not i'm not thinking i should have put on like a ball gown or something so i'd be a little more in my oscar mode right we, we yeah. you're right we have kind of rushed it oddly for the oscars to be later it's been more difficult because of the pandemic to see them all. It's, it's, suddenly, it's been weirdly a hard year to prepare for this show compared to other years, it but really we, I'm prepared been. as best as I could. And we'll get and an expensive it. year. Can we add? Yeah. So let's uh, quickly thank our friends at Paychex, Trish. This episode of the HR Happy Hour show is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. With the onset of COVID-19, Paychex quickly responded to support businesses and help them manage the new challenges brought on by the pandemic. The Paychex COVID-19 Help Center is the ultimate comprehensive resource hub featuring articles, videos, scenario tools, live webinars, and podcasts that provide valuable and up-to-date insight on stimulus measures, managing a remote or hybrid workforce, travel restrictions, state-specific guidance, and much more. To access this valuable information, go to payx.me slash helpcenter today. So thanks to our friends at Paychex as always. All right, Absolutely. Trish, the 93rd Academy Awards will be held this Sunday, April 25th, honoring movies released from January 1st, 2020 through February 28th of 2021. And Trish, uh, Karen provided this great uh, item in our show notes. This is only the fourth time in history the Oscars have been postponed the others right. were following the 1938 LA flooding, which I was not aware of, 
And then after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King in 1968 and the attempted assassination of President Ronald Reagan in 1981, normally this is a late February kind of thing, right? It and, is. Uh, this year pushed out about two months. So uh, I don't know how many of these we've done, Trish, these preview shows, at least five. This might be the fifth one. It feels like five, maybe so. six. So here's how we do it. We're going to run down the main categories for folks who haven't heard this show before. We'll run the the two acting categories, the, the four acting categories, four acting. best director and best picture. We will sort of shout out the documentary feature category. Trish has a, uh, some recommendations there. I sadly did not see any of the documentaries. I focused on the, the best picture nominees. And as always, at least from my point of view, Trish, and I think yours as well, we do make our selection who we think should win. Obviously, we can't, I won't select anyone from a picture I did not see. So I did not see every single nominated category in the acting uh, categories. I did see all of the Best Picture nominees. So that's my little soliloquy up front. You know what? And can I just add, it was difficult and expensive to see these movies because you to rent them, many of them are $19.99. So several, yeah. It's like sometimes even if they were painful to watch <laughs> yeah, or or you weren't interested, it was like you just plowed through because I just spent $20 to rent this movie. So anyway. Yeah, it was different. In years past, you know, many of these uh, were released earlier. They had, they had a theatrical run and then maybe much later in the year they came out on on streaming services, either for free or for maybe like a $3.99 rental or something like that. That was typically how we saw most of these films in years past. So a little different this year. So uh all right, I think that's the setup, Trish. You want to dive right in? I'll, I'll want me to kick off the first category. Yeah, actually, you know what? Can we just kick off documentary really quickly? It's okay. normally a category we cover. Like you said, you didn't have an opportunity to watch them all. I watched three of the five because wow. that's always one of my favorite categories, actually. And honestly, I'm going to give a shout out to two from last year. The the winner, which I know you also liked, American Factory. So if you have not seen a good movie. Um, and you like documentaries, that one is still holds up. I watched it again recently, um, even in times now of our relations with China from a, you know, an industrial perspective, it's really interesting. And Honeyland, which I, I still love um, from last year about the beekeeper. But this year, you know, there are probably three of the five, I think, that are getting a little bit of Oscar buzz. We have Crip Camp, which is about um, it's called the disability revolution. And it's about a camp that children, um, you know, would go to and have other people just like them, many disabilities, the same super interesting movie. I, and, and it may win actually it's, it's really popular. The other one that's really popular is called my octopus teacher about a man who is sort of having, um, just his interactions with, you know, an octopus and sort of sea life. I know it sounds a little crazy. It sounds a little weird, but, but okay. It does, but no, it's, you know, I think our relationship with the earth is always something that's, it's both fascinating, but it's like, it might as well be another planet sometimes, you know, what's under, under the ocean there. So it's very, again, getting that, that's the one that's actually getting the buzz to win. Okay. But I want to tell people, if you have not seen it, it's called the mole agent, M O L E agent. It's about an aging man who is taking an assignment, he's in his 80s, he takes a job to be a spy in a nursing home in Spain. And his his real job is to check on, you know, the status of one of the residents there. That's what he's hired to do. But it's about so much more than that. He gets some gadgets, he gets some special eyeglasses that record things and whatnot. And I don't want to give anything else away. But it really talks about sort of the feelings of being an, an older person, um, 
your worth? Is it tied to work and a job? Is it tied to relationships and people? And this man really struggles between the two because he's there to do a job, but he also starts to kind of fall in love and make friends with these, these people in the nursing home who are his age as well. So anyway, just wanted to give that shout out on documentary. I hope mole agent wins. I don't think it will, but I hope it does. All right. I will try later, you know, after this is all over and I, I have more freedom to watch uh, movies again, I'll maybe catch a couple of the documentaries. I sadly did not see any of them. So thank you for covering okay. documentary <laughs> uh, feature. Trish. So let's jump to, uh, we're kind of do this like the way the actual show does it to work up to the big award, right? That's so right. to start with, we'll start with actor in a supporting role, Trish. Here are your nominees, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Danielle Kalua, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Rachi, Sound of Metal. I hope I'm getting these pronunciations right. Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. I will start just by saying I saw all of these movies except for One Night in Miami. So I, I don't have much to say about that one. I don't know if you caught that one, but I loved- I did. I loved Judas and the Black Messiah in terms of just as a movie. I watched that one just last night. So it was a little recency bias uh, for me. <laughs> um, great story uh, about uh, what was going on with the Black Panthers in uh, Chicago and Illinois in the late 60s and kind of a tragedy uh, uh, and just really a terrible injustice. I think, Trish, for me, it's, it's this is obvious. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah plays, uh, the, you know, the main character in that movie. I don't know why he's only in a supporting role. To me, he should have been actor in a leading role for this. He carries that right. movie. He fades out of it a little bit towards the end because the character in the movie gets jailed for a time during the movie. And so we, we're not, we, we don't see him as much in the, maybe the second half of the movie, but um he was awesome in the movie. It's a really good movie. One of my favorites. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it for best picture, but clearly to me, the clear choice is Daniel Kaluuya in this, uh, in this category. Well, I will tell you and the listeners as well, you and I never discussed these. So I have no idea what you've watched really. And what, what you're going to say about each one. Um, and often we disagree. I agree with you a thousand percent. He was, I watched all of these movies and they're all, these are all really qualified nominations. Sometimes we get them. We're like, why are they nominated? They were all good. I will say I did see one night in Miami and I'm really disappointed that that movie was not nominated for best picture. Mm -hmm. It certainly is better than, than most of the, the best pictures I've seen or okay. best picture nominees. So I will say, if you haven't seen one night in Miami, that's a great one. Um, you know, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. plays Sam cook and he does mm -hmm. a brilliant job, but I think that any of the other men that are portraying Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and some of the other uh, characters, uh, James Brown, they were all equally brilliant. So that, that sort of didn't get the, the nods it should have, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's difficult on the rest. I will say though, about Judas and the Black Messiah with uh, both uh, Daniel, as well as Lakeith Stanfield, who was also co-nominated for that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's because the two, they're, they're both main characters. They both could have been leading men, right? Yeah. And so maybe that's what makes them supporting. I don't know. Their, their roles were both so different, but I do think that Daniel uh, will take that. So again, highly recommend that movie. I saved that one. I'm going to be honest. I saved that one to the very last to watch. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I just I watched did. it last night, so I did too as well. But uh, 
I, I absolutely I loved really it. I really did enjoy the movie. I guess I have one more day on my rental. I could rewatch it uh, today if I want to. So uh, I, I think that's a re it, it's worth the rewatch. I also think too, just people need to, to follow Daniel more because he was also in um, black Panther and he was also in get out. He played the lead in get out. So if you like him, if this is the first time you've seen him, please watch his other movies. He is an amazing actor. He really made me believe he was Fred Hampton. All right. So we so, agree on the first. We agree. How about that? All right. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it turns out tomorrow. Um, okay. Next category, Trish. Yes. Actress. We have actress. In a, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Oh, you're okay. I'll take it. Actress in a supporting role. We have Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film. I did not see this film. Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy which by the way, we have the Rotten Tomatoes scores here um, against all we these do. movies as we're reading them. And this one has only a 26% rating, which means basically yes. everybody hated this movie. I did not see yes. this one. Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried on, from Mank, which we'll need to talk about some, and Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. So The Father, Mank, and Minari, Trish, are also nominated for Best Picture. I saw all three of these. The Father is an interesting story uh, about an elderly man played by Anthony Hopkins who's uh, suffering from dementia. Olivia Coleman plays his daughter and who's trying to care for him under increasingly difficult circumstances. Uh, Amanda Seyfried's in Mank. Now, Mank is a, is a polarizing film. It uh, tells the story of Walter Mankiewicz, the co-writer of the famous movie Citizen Kane and sort of the trials and tribulations in, in old Hollywood. And then young, young Jun Young from Minari is the grand, uh, the mother-in-law or the, the grandma, uh, a character in that movie who comes yes. to live with uh, her daughter, her daughter's husband and their children in Arkansas back in the 80s as they're trying to carve out a new life for themselves, uh, working in a factory and trying to start a farm. And it's a, it's a really interesting movie as well. We'll talk about that some more. So um, I don't know, Trish, uh, I only saw three of these. Did, what, do you have a thought on supporting, actress in a supporting role? I do. I'll say I did not see the Borat movie. Um, I just hadn't been a fan in the past. I watched most of Hillbilly Elegy and I have, uh, and, and some of Mank, I did see the father and Minari, you know, this is one of those when I, when I read it, I sort of didn't care. Isn't that <laughs> odd? Like the last, the last category, I was so passionate about all those movies. This one, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe again, maybe they missed the mark in supporting actress this year it feels like none of these were just super super great um i'm probably going to go with um with uh i'm gonna go with yu jung yoon from minari and i think the reason i will say that i'm doing this like as we're talking because i was sort of between her and olivia coleman for the father um but i think i'm gonna go with minari because the grandmother's role went from being someone who the children really didn't know. And she starts teaching them some amazing lessons throughout the movie. And she goes through, gosh, again, I don't, I never want to give anything away, but just some physical transformation, some physical difficulties, some, some mental transformations as she's getting to know her, um, her daughter's family. And so it's just, it's a really interesting perspective and all set in Arkansas. So which just lends itself to a whole new, both physical environment as well as cultural environment for this family to go through. So I thought she did a really nice job. How about you? Yeah, that honestly, Trish, we agree on in the next the second one as well. I had, that was my pick too. Um, oh my gosh. 
you know, I, I thought the Amanda Seyfried role in Mank was, was interesting, but not very important. Just uh, definitely a supporting right. role and not really didn't drive that movie at all. To me, it was between Olivia Coleman and Yu Jung Yoon. Olivia Coleman, I feel like, has won a lot of these lately. Is that right? I think she's won a couple yeah. in a row or a couple, two out of the last three years she's been in the Oscar conversation. She's a great actress, but uh, she is. Yeah, I thought Yoon Jung Yoon had a, had a more important role and was great in it across all these movies. And I can't understand why, like, I mean, Glenn Close is a, is a great actress, but getting nominated from a film everybody hated, but that was really just panned as an awful movie. Seems weird to me. Yeah, and I'm with you and Borat. I don't really get the Borat stuff at all either. So I didn't see that one. So, all right. Yeah, I think we go with uh, Yoo Jung well, from Minari. I, I wonder too, if a little bit of this was sort of extending the Oscar nomination year because of the pandemic, there just weren't that many films that came out, quite frankly. And so I think that some of the maybe hesitation that you and I have on some of these films, or, you know, in a normal Oscar year, I don't think you'd see Borat included. I don't think you'd see Hillbilly (laughs) Elegy included at all. I honestly don't even think you'd see Mank included. It's just, unless you're a big Citizen Kane fan, I don't see people rushing out to watch that movie. So have I don't know under 40 seen Citizen Kane. I'm not sure I've ever seen it, to be honest with you. I haven't either, because again, I think it's, you know, it's very good for a certain point in time in history. But yeah, I think this year they were really reaching for some of these. So anyway, all right. interesting. We've agreed on two, Steve. This has never happened. Do you think we're going to go all the way and like agree on them we'll all? See. We'll see. That's oh my goodness. All right. The, take the next uh, category, Trish. Okay, so next we have actor in a leading role. So this is a big one. Um, I'm going to get my notes a little closer here. Uh, we have, and, and if apologies if I mess up the names, we have Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yoon, or Yoon, Minari. So... First off, did you see all the movies? I did not. I did, and I know he's the overwhelming favorite and the sentimental favorite to win, Chadwick Boseman. I did not see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I just had to focus on the best picture ones and try to get them all seen, which I only finished last night. So, right, sadly, did not see that. And I know he's the the sentimental and overwhelming favorite to win this because sadly he passed away not too long ago. He is the favorite. I did see all of these. Um, so without that, I know you don't ever vote for the ones you don't see. So of the ones of the remaining four, who who really caught your attention for um, actor in a leading role? There's probably it's probably between two. It's probably between Anthony Hopkins and the father, just as a legendary actor doing a really difficult type of role, and one you just don't see very often in film. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think um, uh, that dimension kind of really losing a lot of your mental uh, faculties in in sort of real time as the movie goes on. And, uh, and Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, again, uh, something I'd never really seen before. He's losing his faculties in a different way. He's losing his hearing. You know, he's a hard, hard, heavy metal drummer in a, in, a, in a band, touring band. And all of a sudden he starts to, one day his hearing starts to diminish and all of a sudden it's gone. Like all of a sudden he goes from right. playing in, in a band and everything's great and he's living life and having fun too. He can't hear a thing, like almost instantly which is crazy. And just him going through that transformation, I thought was fantastic, both a kind of physical and an emotional transformation. So if I'm going to make a pick, do you want to make my pick now, Trish? You want to hear my pick? Yeah, make your pick. Let's it's hear Riz Ahmed, I think. I've never seen a movie quite like this movie. I really, really liked it. 
and I thought he was excellent in it. And I'm not familiar with him at all. I, I'm sure he's been in other movies. I maybe I've seen him before, but um, he was fantastic. And uh, uh, so that's my pick. Again, I did not see Chadwick Boseman, and I know most people are are, are backing him in this one. Yeah, you're right. You mentioned that he is the the front runner. Um, look, I, I did see my Rainey's Black Bottom. He does an amazing job. That movie, though, was such a confusing mess at times as a movie. It was hard to follow. And again, we watch these every year. We, we know what we're kind of looking for. It was hard to follow. Um, so I probably, having seen all of these gentlemen, I would not actually say that was his best. If anything, I'll say two things. Chadwick Boseman should have probably been nominated for the five bloods instead his okay. role in that same year. And again, that film, if you have not seen it, it's on Netflix. It's duh, DA five, number five bloods. Um, I thought that one would have been on here all over the place. So I don't know what happened. If you want to see a great Chadwick Boseman performance, I thought that one was much better and the movie was much better, but for what it's worth. Um, I think also this is one where that uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Judas, th this should have been his category, in my opinion. Yeah, I think right? so too. So my real vote would have gone to him as leading actor, and then it would have gone to, um, you know, his counterpart, Lakeith Stanfield for supporting actor in that scenario. But that's not our scenario. So <laughs> I did narrow it down to the two that you were kind of going between Anthony Hopkins and The Father. That was an interesting movie to watch because that's also... I think if you watch it the first time, it can be a little confusing because you're dealing with from his perspective as an aging person. And I don't know, they never say if he has just dementia or if it's Alzheimer's, it probably doesn't matter, but just mm -hmm. where there's a lot of confusion in his mind, therefore you you're seeing it from his perspective. So it causes some confusion. I thought that was brilliant. He played it. I believed it. Um, but I'm going to go with you again. I can't believe I almost want to disagree with you. Yes. I was on the fence between him and Riz and the sound of metal is it's on Amazon prime. So you can watch that there. And what was most shocking to me, I think is now someone who's we're both in our fifties, right? Um, my parents are both hard of hearing and we've lived with, you know, with that for many years and they both have hearing aids and whatnot, but I don't know that I ever thought about what it was like. What did it sound like or not sound like, but what did it sound like to not have full hearing capabilities? And that movie gives it to you. Yeah. So it's, it was unique in that. I had never seen anything like that. And uh, it's so. scary. It's mm -hmm. scary when you yeah. think about what if this happens to me? It, it's just, anyway, I believed him so much more. I think he deserves the Oscar because it totally drew me in and it's not because he's extremely likable you know he's a recovering yeah, no, drug addict he's right. he's not he's not as relatable as maybe yeah. some of these other characters he wasn't a classic movie hero right he was no kind of a, a guy on the, on the fringes a little bit and, and, and that but rock he, band he was in that music was pretty awful you remember the beginning of the movie yes. when, when they have the performance scenes <laughs> oh and my gosh. i thought to myself you know he's lucky he's losing his hearing he doesn't have to hear that right? that awful music anymore, but, um, yeah. it's, uh, um, no, for an actor to portray so much through his face, through his body and not through sound, I thought that was just a level up for him. So that's what made my decision too. So All right. look so at three, us three to, we got to disagree soon, my friend. 
I think we probably might on this next one, although this is my <laughs> weakest category, actress in a leading role. Of okay. the five nominees, I only saw two of the movies. They were really reaching into not not best picture type movies in this category. Right. But our nominees are Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anja Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. I saw none of those three. And then the really? last two, okay. Frances McDormand from Nomadland, who I think is, uh, you know, well-regarded, maybe maybe the favorite, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. So we didn't talk about Nomadland or Promising Young Woman yet uh, as Best Picture nominees. Nomadland is a story of kind of uh, older workers who've been kind of forced out of the workforce, been left behind, been kind of caught up in sort of economic uh difficulties and take to the road and RVs and campers and kind of take seasonal jobs or temporary jobs and move from place to place. And it's kind of, uh, on the one hand, they've got a lot of freedom and it's liberating in that, mm -hmm. in that sense. But the other hand, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's some, some risks, some danger. It's, uh, and it's, it's sad in a way too. And, um, Promising Young Woman, also kind of a sad movie, Trish, um, story of a woman whose whose best friend essentially is is like brutally assaulted and attacked and it impacts the the Carrie Mulligan character to the point where she crafts a whole series of uh, revenge uh, plots if you will and then takes a really I won't say what it is but takes a yeah, don't say what right it is, turn but... towards the end and mm. kind of a crazy ending so uh, but a really gripping movie like this was one of all the best pictures and we'll get to that soon this one I kind of kept me going right to the end because you didn't really know where it was going. Sometimes in movies, right? We've watched so many movies. You kind of know where we're going with the ending. Sometimes, right, sometimes that's it's true. kind of, uh, it's obvious how a movie might end. Not, not that one. So those are the five, Trish. Um, I only saw the two. For me, it's pretty clear. I thought Promising Young Woman and her character, she carries the whole movie. She's in every scene, uh, Carrie Mulligan. I've seen her in some other things, uh, maybe some, like some British TV shows I've, I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. That's my pick here, I think. And I don't think it's close. But again, I didn't see three of the five nominees. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit uninformed on this category. You know what? That's interesting. Again, your point, some of these movies we probably normally wouldn't see in an Oscar nomination anyway, but here they are. I did see these movies, one that I could not even get through though. And she, it was not because of her, Vanessa Kirby and Pieces of a Woman. Okay. What's that about that movie? She, um, she's, it basically starts, she's, she's due to give birth and she's giving birth at home. She has a midwife and um, I don't even want to say what happens. Just, it takes a, it takes a bad turn. It takes a bad turn. And so she's very good. She's a good actress. But it was such a, as a mother, it was such a topic. I just like, I, I couldn't finish it. I just could not watch the rest of it. I don't, I don't want to know. Like sometimes you just see things and you, you know, you're not going to be able to unsee it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was one that was a little bit like that with, um, with me on that one. And so for me, I look, I, ah, I'm so torn. I really actually thought Carrie Mulligan did an amazing job. I don't like that movie. Mm. I don't like the movie. I didn't think that would normally be an Oscar movie. Okay. Um, it's, it's a suspenseful movie and you're right. I was in it the whole way. Yeah. I think I, it sounds like I liked it a little bit more than you did, but yeah. I will say this. I love her in it more than I love the movie overall, if that makes sense, if that's possible. So I'm, I would say I narrow it down between her and Viola Davis, who is the 
the one that they're predicting will win. I even looked because um, often the LA Times comes out, which they did just right before we're recording this with theirs. And they did the who will win. They said Davis, who should win Mulligan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, again, I'm going to go with you. What? This is unprecedented, Trish. I know. I agree. Okay. Carrie Mulligan should win. Now, again, we're not doing a show of who will win, right? Because I do yeah. think it will be Davis. Look, if you, again, I wasn't a huge fan of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but she made that movie. Viola Davis is amazing. We don't get into makeup and costume, but oh my goodness, that all was. That one. Maybe I'll watch that one tonight or tomorrow. It was the actual Oscars. Yeah. It was on point. And again, uh, you know, Ma Rainey was, was a little bit of a polarizing character um, back in, you know, the early 1900s, super talented, you know, singer and, and just people I think either loved her or hated her, but she was also, I don't know if it ever really comes out, but she was also a lesbian. And so there's that element and you're kind of trying to figure it out in the movie and, you know, then they kind of make it very, very clear she is, but, um, Davis does a great job. So I'd be happy with either one, but I really, I'm kind of pulling for Carrie. Okay. And can I say, since you said you, you do like her and she's been in other things, she was just a host recently in the last couple of weeks on Saturday Night Live. Oh, so okay. I didn't catch that. Go catch it. Her skits are, so, she's just funny. She's just a funny girl. So yeah, have, have uh, everyone kind of go look at Saturday Night Live with Carrie Mulligan. She was great. All right. We're four out of four, Trish. Uh, I know. We're down to the directing last category. All right. Do you want me to read the directors? Yes. Okay, so again, apologies if I mispronounce any of these, but we have um, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald, is it Fennell? Fennell? Mm-hmm. For Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. So... I mean, I try and make my decision first and then I do look at other things like Rotten Tomatoes and other, other, you know, things. Um, I think hands down, they're saying Chloe will win for Nomadland, Chloe Zhao. Mm, interesting. That's, everyone is saying that's going to happen and that if it doesn't happen, that that's like the biggest travesty. Um, again, I, I sort of feel like in a weird way that director and best picture go hand in hand. And that's what usually not there yet but but yeah nomad land was not in my mind a best picture and so i can't i can't personally say that i would put the director as the best director if i don't think it's the best picture of those mentioned now again they don't have what i think is the best picture as also a best director so that's a shame right there so i guess my real vote isn't on there of the ones to select from though I'm going to go with Promising Young Woman. Again, for your reasons of, even though I didn't love, love, love the topic of the movie, the movie kept me enthralled the entire time. I loved that it was set up in different sections of how she was taking her revenge. And you're right. In each section, I had no way to predict what was going to happen. I was completely surprised all along the path. I think that comes down to the director and um, and the actress. Yeah, so uh, I... I agree, Trish, that that was a close, I, I was, this was down to two for me. And interestingly, usually you said directing and best picture are tied together. 
-hmm. It's interesting that a director, Thomas Vinterberg, was nominated for a movie that was not nominated for Best Picture. I don't know what Another Round is. I did not see it. I I don't even know what it's about. So um, it it scores pretty high in Rotten Tomatoes, but I I can't choose him as I don't know this movie. So to me, it comes down between um, Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel, and um, Lee Isaac Chung from Minari. I probably like Minari a little bit more than, than you did too. And my, uh, and it's a toss up for me, but I'm going to go with the slight upset and go Lee Isaac Chung from Minari. I thought that was okay. a, cause I think that was maybe a tough, a tougher story to tell, to tell it well, you know, again, no, uh, promising wounds is a, kind of a classic suspense movie with a big twist. It's a very good movie. I'm not knocking it all. Mm-hmm. Minari's a, a different, it was a slower pace and some people don't like that, but it was, a, it unfolded a little more slowly. It, was a, it, had, it had some surprises in its own way, uh, had a little restraint, uh, which I thought was good. I'm getting like very movie nerdish now, but no, uh, that's what we're supposed to do. Right. I liked it a lot. So I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going with Lee Isaac Chung and I, I may feel the same way as you Trish, although I haven't made my final pick yet. I may possibly also feel like my, the director of the movie, I think should be best picture is also not on my list of, of directors. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Um, that, that'll be just an interesting category. Can, can I say though, too, just for anyone who may be new to the Oscars and how they even, you know, would, would get nominated for each category. So for director, they're asking all of the directors who are part of the, um, Academy to make the nominations. That's where that comes from. So that's fellow directors nominating each other. And then the entire Academy, which I think is up to about 9,000 some odd people, then they all vote on best director. So I think that's also why, you know, in some of these categories, we're saying how, you know, they're voted on by their peers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, actresses out there in the Academy are voting on who the best actress nominees will be, who the best supporting actress nominees will be. So it comes from their peers, but then they all collectively vote on the winners. So um, at any rate, okay, well, that's interesting. So we're kind of in different camps. This is another one where I'm kind of like, Ugh, I don't really like the category just because my my director wouldn't, wouldn't be in there. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, good. Well, I guess that's it. We're kind of drum roll. We're down to the All final, right, let's get to the big. right? I feel like I need champagne to toast the winner, oh, your winner, my winner, man. whoever the winner might be. All right. Let's quickly run down the nominees. We have talked about all of these movies a little bit so far for best picture. Your nominees are the father, the story of a man suffering from dementia and his dealing, his daughter, Joan to deal with that and support that Judas and the black Messiah story of the black Panthers in the late sixties in Chicago, Mank. The, the tale of writing Citizen Kane in black and white, by the way, too. I don't know if that turns you on or turns you off a black and white movie. Sometimes a little difficult to follow. Minari, Korean American family trying to, to make a new life in Arkansas in the 80s. Nomadland, people traveling around the country trying to get by and, and kind of embrace the freedom of the open road. Promising Young Woman, a revenge tale, suspense tale. We talked about that some. Really kind of gripping twist at the end movie. Sound of Metal. Hard rock drummer loses his hearing. He has to deal with that and try to get on with his life the best he can. And finally, The Trial of the Chicago 7, probably the movie we've talked about the least throughout the last 35 mm-hmm. minutes or so or 40 minutes, but this, the true story of the activists who were put on trial for uh, causing riots, basically accused of inciting riots around the uh, Democratic National Convention in 1968. Uh, so those are your best picture nominees, Trish. I'm going to throw it to you for some thoughts before I, I make my call. 
Well, thank you. So I have seen all of the movies. I will be quite honest. I have not been able after four attempts to get all the way through the Chicago, the trial of Chicago seven. I feel like that in and, in and of itself tells me that that should not win anybody's yeah. best picture. You got to be able to see, to watch it to the end. If you Here's the thing too. I think, look, it has Eddie Redmayne as one of the lead characters. He's not even nominated for anything. And this is, he's a good actor. You have Sasha Baron Cohen, who who did get the nod for potential supporting role. But again, I I just feel like they have so many, I don't know, just so many. I'm looking at the list of actors here and none stand out to me enough to say they're award worthy. So that one, I think, you know, interesting story, but I don't know. It just feels a little too contrived to me. Like, hey, let's get a bunch of like well-known people together and then try and make an Oscar movie. Oh, and this is what we're going to land on. I don't know. Um, the other one I just want to say something about is Minari. I'm not choosing Minari because I think I over expected what that movie could be. Um, it, it sort of got buzz at the beginning, like Parasite did last year, which was the winner for best picture. Um, I'll tell you what, don't waste your time on Minari. Go watch Parasite. Parasite all day is a much better movie. Yeah. That, that, right. That, I think I Parasite's expected, a much better movie than any of these movies uh, on the list this year. But. I was going to say, I think we could probably point back to things last year and say it's a better list of, uh, yeah, any of them from last year would probably be better than, than what made this list. But anyway, so with that said, we have talked about a lot of these. Um, for me, it comes down to... Oh, goodness. For me, it actually comes down to The Sound of Metal or Judas and the Black Messiah. All right. I'm going to stop you right there, Trish. Those are my final two as well. Are those your <laughs> Yep. Those are absolutely my like last two. And as we said, neither of the directors of those movies were nominated as Best Director. I don't even know who the directors right. are, to be honest with you. But Oh, um, my gosh. So, yes. Okay. I want Now you can continue. Okay. Point you let know, those are my top two as well. Okay. I... I... You need a drum roll, right? Um, my pick of who should win Best Picture is Judas and the Black Messiah. Hands down, I could watch that movie a thousand times. And if you would have told me a month or two ago, like, oh, your favorite movie is going to be a movie about how a an informant, an FBI informant infiltrates the Black Panthers and... I would have said no. And contributes to getting his buddy killed by the police, the, the yes. awful, you know, racist like police. Yeah. But here's the thing. I was completely, it took a topic that I had no connection to as a viewer and the acting, the directing, all the choices they made pulled me right in. I felt like I was right there with the characters. I felt like I just couldn't take it if I didn't know. Um, you know what? That's interesting. And while we're, while you give yours, um, I want to look up the name of the actress that actually plays Fred Hampton's wife mm -hmm. in the movie, because if anyone should get supporting actress, it should be her. Yeah, she, she was, was very good. freaking amazing. Right. Yeah. So I'll look up her name. Why don't you talk about your, uh, yeah, so your overall down, view of the, of all the movies and we'll go it, from there. It came down to those two for me as well. Um, and then I'm starting to think about what movie would I be most likely to watch again, right? Like I'll just watch yeah. this again right now. And, and so I'm going to go a little bit different just because we've been agreeing almost the entire show. I'm going to pick the sound of metal because 
Yeah, I think it was just okay. different enough. And I didn't like the first 15 minutes of it, but then all of a sudden it, it, it sucked me right in. And I thought Riz Ahmed was great. I mean, the acting in, in Judas and the Black Messiah we've talked about was excellent as well. But uh, uh, Sound of Metal also had two acting nominations as well. And uh, so it was, it was well acted. It was different than anything I'd seen. I, it's close for me. I could easily pick Judas and the Black Messiah. I try to just make it different, Trish, so we'll have some... Uh, some okay. drama on Sunday night. If we'll see which one of us is right, I'll go Sound of Metal, but very, very close. With Judas and the Black Messiah, very close second. I really, really like that movie. I agree. I think that's you know what? Maybe that's a good measure because I did try and look up because you know, like what makes people choose an Oscar-worthy movie? Like what is it? And I do think it's watchability. It needs to be some sort of a compelling story told in a way that's maybe not what you expected and yeah. that you would want to watch again. And to me, I always think of like am I going to get more out of it the second, third or fourth time I watch something? Because yeah. many of them in the past have been that way. I think from either of those two, you're going to get that. You're going to get more in the rewatch. So, yeah, and, and then maybe if we're really splitting hair, something for me about the sound of metal being like a story versus mm -hmm. Judas and the black Messiah being like kind of real life events being portrayed in a movie. Right. Um, okay. I don't know. So, all right. Good stuff. Fine. Yeah. But I will say too, I would have put, I would have taken uh, several of those out, Mank or Chicago 7 and inserted One Night in Miami and Defy Bloods. I thought those, those two got Oscar buzz early on. I don't know why they're not there. And I did look up who I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say this is who should have had best supporting actress should have gone to Dominique Thorne, T-H-O-R-N-E. She actually... Um, also played in, uh, was it last year's, uh, if Beale street could talk, can talk. Okay. Yeah. She was in that too. So Dominique Thorne, you're my winner for the Oscar. Yeah. She's putting together a good resume. Yeah. We didn't she have a time, amazing. but we've probably been going on too long. We don't have time to talk about snubs. I think for me, I don't really have any <laughs> obvious snubs because I literally only yeah. watched the movies that were sort of nominated. So I didn't really watch anything that I came back to say, oh, that should have been in there. Like that was snubbed uh, just due to how, how the world worked this year with these right. movies. But um, yep. wow. All right, well, I'm excited. I'm glad we're going to get this show out right away. Like it's literally, as soon as I can download it, I'm going to upload it. I'm not going to edit it. So I apologize. I should have said that at the top. I apologize in advance for any bad sound or because I'm not going to re-listen to it and try to fix it. So um, yeah. super fun. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we squeezed it in at the last minute anyway, Trish. This is a good uh, little annual tradition we have. Yeah, no, I love it. I, this is the, probably the most we've agreed. Um, I do have one snub because I mentioned her movie, which is one night in Miami, Regina King. So we've all known Regina King for our whole lives as an actress. She is the director of one night in Miami. Okay. So again, if you like Regina King, if you like the way that she presents information and stories and it, this is her movie and, and she did an excellent job. I think that is the biggest snub of all is not having Regina King, um, in for director. So nice. All right. Good. We stuff, will Trish. see how it goes on this, Sunday night though. Let's get this posted for So it's out there at least 48 hours okay. before the show. Uh, thanks to our friends at paychecks, of course, always, uh, always great support from them and more stuff. I have, I'll talk about it maybe on one of the work breaks. I got some more cool stuff coming up with paycheck soon. So thanks to them. Thanks everybody for joining us. Tweet us at HR happy hour with your Oscar picks. Looking forward to watching the show on Sunday night, Trish. Me too. Thanks everyone. And also this is always a good resource I hear for people after the fact, right? After the Oscars, they kind of come back and see what we've said about movies and then go watch them. So 
We hope right. we point you in the right direction. We won't lie. We'll tell it like it is. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. And bye for now.